Mad Beef is kept going and growing by generous support from Skater HQ. Bill and the team have been heavily involved in the inline skating community since 1991 and continue to support competitions, skaters, and now a podcast. You can visit Skater HQ at one of their Sydney shops or shop online at skaterhq.com.au. Also, big thanks to our Patreon supporters. It really means a lot. If you want to become a patron of the podcast, find us on Patreon and pledge a monthly contribution. Even just $2 a month would be a huge encouragement. Hi, and welcome to Mad Beef, the Australian rollerblading podcast. I'm Mikey Lynch, and today I just want to marvel with you at the fact that not everybody who performs at the highest level of extreme sports like rollerblading, not everybody is crippled or dead. It's stating the obvious, hey? Rollerblading, aggressive inline skating, especially at the... It's really dangerous. <laughs> it's a really dangerous thing to do. And especially at the highest levels, it's really, really, really dangerous. And... Um, the things that are done in the environments they're done in, at the speed they're done in, with a lack of protective gear they're often done in, is really, <laughs> it's really dangerous. Um, and isn't it amazing that there are people who are performing at the highest level of these things for years? You know, for like over a decade, for closer to two decades, there are people who perform at this level in the, this, this sport and sports like this. It's amazing, isn't it? Like, it really is... Uh, you know, you, you, there are tragic examples of people who get crippled and that's it. You know, they're out. They, they might never skate again or definitely not at the level that, um, uh, that they used to. You know, and that, that's a really sad thing. Of course it happens. And, and even more rarely still, there are cases of, of extremely severe brain injury or even death. And like, I understand that it does happen. But it happens so rarely, it seems. Isn't that amazing? You know, I, I watch these things. Um, you know, you watch these videos with these people throwing down these huge hammers, you know. Uh, like people at, at full speed clearing an entire, you know, 10 stair and the flat, maybe rotating at hurricane 360 to then land in a soul grind or, or, or airing to land in a royale down a second 10 stair handrail. And, and people uh, jumping from one handrail to another over concrete stairs across three, four, five feet. Um, uh, <laughs> and, and these enormous gaps, you know, um, stories high, leaps, uh, somersaults with 540 oblique twists off sets of stairs. It's really dangerous, man. And, and how these things don't end really badly, you know, with, with irreparable breaks and shattering and uh, uh, all the time, how they don't end with facial, facial reconstructions and 
and bones piercing through the, the flesh all the time. It's amazing, isn't it? Um, half pipe skating, you know, and, and the, the speed and the magnitude, just the sheer height at which airs and spins and multiple rotation across multiple axis spins take place. Uh, and people fall, of course they sometimes fall, and yet are amazingly, largely not injured. And if they're injured, are injured in such a way that they can recover and keep doing what they were doing before they fell. <laughs> it's, it's a, that's all this podcast is, just, just taking a moment, just take, you know, a moment of silence to just ponder, to really let it sink in how extraordinarily, phenomenally dangerous uh, aggressive inline skating can be and how many people keep doing it month after month after year after year, keep doing it and walk away. That's amazing, isn't it? The, the resilience of the human body to cope with, with falls um, and the skill with which people so often land these things. It's just, just beyond belief. You know, because that's the thing that makes these tricks amazing, that really exciting. It, we're not just dealing with technical skill. We're dealing with technical skill at a speed and a height and, and, and a distance um, in a context where it would be so easy to miss and the consequences of missing would be so messy. You know, that's when we see a trick landed. That's the, that's the marvel factor. How on earth did they did that? And why on earth did they risk that, you know? And that's what, you know, like beyond the, uh, the bail sections, the, the failure fall sections, beyond them just being kind of funny and painful and, you know, kind of like a mild form of torture porn, like watching the Saw movies. Um, beyond that, they're also, they just rub that in, that you just go, my goodness, things can go so, so badly, and that reminds you of that. <laughs> you know, and yeah, that's what people do, end up in hospital, I get all that, but, but still, come back, you do it again. Uh, it's amazing, you know, that to get to the point when you go, yeah, I think I'm sufficiently good, and I think there's enough of a likelihood I could land this, and if I don't land it, I think there's enough of a likelihood I'll be okay, that I'll give it a shot. <laughs> it's an amazing calculation to make. And you people make it over and over again, all around the world, and pull it off. Wow. You know, makes me think of, um, you know, like the, uh, the, uh, the walk, you know, the jo Joseph Gordon-Levitt, that was called, um, uh, where the, you know, Joseph Gordon-Levitt plays the French tightrope walker. The real true story about the guy who, um, as a matter of subterfuge and, 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 and kind of like a, a terrorist, he, he planned to break into the, the World Trade Center towers and shot this cable across the two towers and set it tight and then walked across it uh, so high up without any kind of safety net or safety um, cable. Um, You know, this is at the height where the buildings need to be engineered to counteract the, the reality of wind. 
So he's getting gusts of wind. Um, the, the, the cable presumably is wobbling to some extent. And he does it, and he doesn't just do it once. You know, I think, he, I think that's the, the true story of it was he did it for like half an hour. And back and forth and laid down on the cable and stood back up again. Like, no matter how good you are, and obviously he was just, just amazing at this, but no matter how good you are, all it takes is one human error, and it's all over. <laughs> what made him decide to do that is I just can't compute, because, you know, even if he does it, and he has done it, and I'm, I'm amazed at it, and, and he's had movies made of him, and he's famous, but still, it's that weird thing of like, on the other hand, all he's done is done it. You know, like it, it's, it doesn't cure cancer. It doesn't bring world peace. It doesn't save the life of anybody. It, it just is really cool. <laughs> We're weird, aren't we humans? That we'll just do really cool things just so they can be done and that we can say we did them. Isn't that, there's something amazing about our um, imagination and our drive. He risked his life, he risked his life to do something cool. <laughs> Go figure. And, and in a way, that's, that's, that's aggressive skating, man. You know, that's what we're all doing in a little way. And that's what the greatest in our sport are doing at a time when the money, the remuneration, and even the fame is kind of not there. Then there's no film that's going to be made about him, and, and, and not going to be famous. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt's not going to not going to be play Roman Abreu or, or, or um, Alex Broscow or anything anytime soon. You know, and, and yet they do it just to be able to say you've done it, uh, just to do something cool. So there you go. Wow, huh? <laughs> Crazy people, we salute you. <laughs> You're mental. <sighs> All right. Mad Beef Rollerblading Podcast is produced by Mikey Lynch. Theme music by Edifice Architect. You can subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes and Stitcher and get in touch with us on our Facebook page. Mad Beef is supported by Skater HQ. You can find them online at skaterhq.com.au. We are also supported by our growing number of Patreon patrons. To support the podcast, find us on Patreon. Even just $2 a month, every little bit helps.